evening, good evening, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Catholic Reflections. My name is Catherine Baldwin. Uh, glad to have everyone back again for this morning's readings. This morning, these readings all tie in so beautifully with the feast that we're celebrating today. And I think it's very fitting. Today, are we are celebrating Memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. So here are your readings. My beloved ones, avoid adultery. I'm speaking as to sensible people. Judge for yourselves what I am saying. The cup of blessing that we bless, is it not a participation in the blood of Christ? The bread that we break, is it not a participation in the body of Christ? Because the loaf of bread is one, we though many are one body. For we all partake of the one loaf. Look at Israel according to the flesh. Are not those who eat the sacrifices participants in the altar? So what am I saying? That meat sacrificed to idols is anything? Or that an idol is anything? No. No, I mean that what they sacrifice. They sacrifice to demons, not to God. And I do not want you to become participants with demons. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and also the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the table of the Lord and the table of demons. Or are we to provoke the Lord to jealous anger? Are we stronger than him? Here's the responsorial psalm. To you, Lord, I will offer a sacrifice of praise. How shall I make a return to the Lord for all the good he has done for me? the cup of salvation I will take up and I will call upon the name of the Lord to you Lord I will make offer a sacrifice of praise to you will I offer sacrifice of thanksgiving and I will call upon the name of the Lord my vows to the Lord I will pay in the presence of all his people to you Lord I will offer a sacrifice of praise here is the optional responsorial song At the cross her station keeping stood the mournful mother weeping close to Jesus to the last. Through her heart his sorrow sharing, all his bitter anguish bearing, now at length the sword had passed. Oh, how sad and sore distressed was the mother highly blessed of the soul begotten one. Christ above in torment hangs, she beneath beholds the pangs of her dying glorious son. Is there one who would not weep, whelmed in misery so deep, Christ's dear mother to behold? Can the human heart refrain from partaking in her pain, in that mother's pain untold? Bruised, raided, cursed, defiled, she beheld her tender child, all with bloody scourges rent. For the sins of his own nation saw him hang in desolation, till his spirit forth he sent. O sweet mother, fount of love, touch my spirit from above, make my heart with yours accord. Make me feel as you have felt, make my soul to glow and melt with the love of Christ, my Lord. Holy mother, pierce me through, in my heart each wound renew, of my Savior crucified. Let me share with you his pain, who for all our sins was slain, who for me in torments died. Let me mingle tears with you, mourning him who mourned for me, all the days that I may live. 
By the cross with you to stay, there with you to weep and pray, is all I ask you to give. Virgin of all virgins blessed, listen to my fond request. Let me share your grief divine. Let me to my last breath in my body bear the death of that dying son of yours. Wounded with his every wound, steep my soul till it has swooned in his very bloody away. Be to me, O virgin, nigh, lest in flames I burn and die in his awful judgment day. Christ, when you shall e call me hence, be your mother my defense, be your cross my victory. While my body here decays, may my soul your goodness praise, safe in heaven eternally. Amen. Alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, O Virgin Mary. Without dying, you won the martyr's crown beneath the cross of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. There are two different gospel readings, and I will read them both. Standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Cleopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple there whom he loved, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her into his home. And this is the gospel from Luke. Jesus' father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. And Simon blessed them and said to his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted, and you yourself a sword will pierce, so that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And I will read for you our daily reading. Our daily reading comes from 1 Corinthians 5. Above all else, it is being said that there is fornication among you, even fornication of a such kind that is not among the Gentiles, so that someone would have the wife of his father. And yet you are inflated, and you have not instead been grieved, so that he who has done this thing would be taken away from your midst. Certainly, though absent in body, I am present in spirit. Thus I have already judged, as if I were present, him who has done this. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you have been gathered together with my spirit in the power of our Lord Jesus, to hand over such as one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh, so that the spirit may be saved in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is not good for you to glory. Do you not know that the less leaven corrupts the entire mass? Purge the old leaven, so that you may become new bread, for you are unleavened, for Christ our Passover has now been immolated. And so let us feast, not with the old leaven, not with the leaven of malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. As I have written to you in an epistle, do not associate with fornicators, certainly not with the fornicators of this world, nor with the greedy, nor with robbers, nor with the servants at idolatry, Otherwise, you ought to depart from this world. But now I have written to you, do not associate with anyone who is called a brother and yet is a fornicator or greedy or a servant of idolatry or a slanderer or inebriated or robber. With such a one as this, do not even take food. For what have I to do with judging those who are outside? But do not even yourselves judge those who are inside. For those who are outside, God will judge. But send this evil person away from yourselves. I think you're gonna you're getting an idea of where all these readings are going and I actually want to spend a good time on this because this is so important for our lives because we forget that sinfulness is all around us 
On the subject of Our Lady of Sorrows, the rare this feast came from is exactly that, from the Blessed Virgin Mary. She stood at the bottom of the cross the entire time that her son was dying. As the Catechism states, she stood and beneath the cross of her son's passion, completely trusting in the will of God, not favoring anything and not wavering. Her faith never weakened. Her faith never weakened. But when we talk about Our Lady of Sorrows, we talk about the sorrow of her son's death. This is her son. This is her child. I mean, even though Christ was God, he was still her son. So, of course, the anguish of a child dying is hard on a mother. Think of it. If any of you are mothers and you're listening, or if any of you have a close loved one, you'll understand what that's like. The pain that you feel when someone is dying or has passed away. You understand what Mary may be going through at this time. But what's interesting is the gospel reading today. The gospel reading about Our Lady of Sorrows. And it was, A sword will pierce your heart. This is Simon's prediction for Mary. She, he does the prediction for Christ, which is he's going to be a contradiction to many. But then to Mary he says, A sword will pierce your heart. What could he mean by that? He could mean, well, what he means is the sorrow of his son's death. That is a sword piercing her heart, is, is, is her son's death. And what I find so striking about that, so striking and yet so beautiful, is that even though she's going through all this sorrow, she still has that faith in God. She still has that faith that his will will be done. Now, we want to tie this in with our first reading and our daily reading where we talk about sinfulness. Sin hurts the Blessed Virgin Mary, our Blessed Mother, because it hurts Christ when we sin. And the reason that I love the fact that the first reading and the daily reading go together so perfectly is because they both talk about sin. Uh, Corinthians, our first reading from Corinthians, talks specifically about idolatry. And the fact that you can't serve the demons and Lord. Well, as we say here at Catholic Reflections, we try to put that in our own day. You cannot serve the world and the Lord. I've said that before. I've talked about that before. That you cannot serve the world and the Lord. It doesn't work that way. It can never work that way. Because as I said before, the world and the Lord are two opposing forces that are trying to get at you. One's going to destroy you, while the other one isn't. As when the second read, the other uh, reading for our daily reading from Romans talks more about who do we accompany, who do we associate ourselves with? Are we going to associate ourselves with people who are holy? Or are we going to associate ourselves with people who might be doing things that maybe they shouldn't? And the reason. That is important is because we kind of blend into wherever we associate ourselves or whoever we associate ourselves with. So if we decide that we're going to spend time with people 
that are unholy that may be doing things like, you know, gay marriage or fornication or that type of thing, then, you know, we will tend to go in that direction because, again, it's that peer influence, it's that peer pressure that we still deal with. And so what St. Paul's reminding us is that we need to be very mindful of who we associate ourselves with. Because if we, you know, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch, as he says when he does it in regards to bread. So I, I love the fact that these two readings go together. And I love this fact for two reasons. Number one, the idolatry thing is a big one for us. I've talked about it before, but I think I'm going to elaborate on it. And number two, how are we using our time? So let's talk about those two things. Now let's talk about the idolatry one. So back then, idolatry had to deal with calves and worshipping other gods and other things like that. So that was then, but now, our own day, what is idolatry? Worship of money, of sex, of power, of influence, of drugs, of food, any of that can be made into idolatry if we worship it especially the sex part you know when you want that so much that you just start craving it all the time it becomes like a god to you and that's what causes you to sin so we talk so much about idolatry and we talk so much about the world but what's what's interesting to me about these two points, especially the idolatry part, is that we're blind to it. We're thinking, oh, this is okay. It's okay if I do this. God won't care if I do this specific thing. Or God won't care if I do that. Well, here's the thing. As Christ mentions in Matthew with the uh, parable of the sheep and the goats... You know, we can say, Lord, 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 and he's going to say, get away from me. I don't know you because you things, you never did them. So we're turning a blind eye to God in matters that are of most importance. I've talked about this before. We replace him with things, or we replace him with people, where he kind of gets cast off to the side. And that's how the idolatry happens. Look at Israel. Constantly, Israel worshipped other gods. They didn't agree, you know, they didn't follow the Lord's commandments and his laws that he'd set up for them. They didn't do any of that. And what does he do? He gets angry and he punishes them. He gets angry and he punishes them. Now, let's talk about our own day. In our own day, we talk about idolatry. So many people cast a blind eye to it. Any sin, really. They don't care. Are you in that state in your life where you don't care? Are you in that state where you're turning a blind eye to it like oh God's not going to care what he think what I do about this? You know, he like God is just a convenience store when you want him around when you want he's around when you want him to be and then other times he's not. Is that what he is because that's not what God wants to be. He sent his son to die for you.
his son didn't die for you uh, just for no reason. He died for you because he loves you. And how do we respond to that love? By putting other things and other people before him in our lives. And then what happens to the heart of Mary, our blessed mother? It's pierced all over again. When we cast God and we cast Christ to the side like they don't matter, that pierces Mary's heart all over again. When we continue to live in sin, when we continue to disregard the laws that God has given us, it pierces Mary's heart again. That is why the, the, the memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows is so important for us to remember that Mary still is sorrowful because of the sins and the transgressions of the world. Now, that leads me to my second point. How do we spend our time? How do we spend our time? Do we spend our time helping other people? Do we spend our time in prayer? Do we spend our time wisely? Or do we do other things? Do we spend our time engrossed in things that God wouldn't approve of? Thinking, oh, it's my time. It doesn't matter what God thinks. It doesn't matter. It's okay. You know, whatever. God is looking at every one of us and we will all be judged according to what we do. We don't talk about this enough. We do not talk about this enough. We will be judged for what we do in this life and we will have to have an answer for it. He is going to have us all accountable. And if you may be doing things that may be sinful, if you may be doing things that you think, oh, God wouldn't care, he's not just a convenience store God. And to make him into one is disgraceful. Because that's not what Christ died for. Christ died so that we may all have life. And that we may have life in abundance. He did not die so that you could continue living your way of life. He died so that we can change our lives. That he may be in our lives and we may be focused on him and what he has planned for us. Not what we have planned for ourselves. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, I thank you for this time tonight. I thank you for letting us understand that your Holy Mother, our Blessed Virgin, sorrows even now with the transgressions of the world. 
May we console her with our love and with our prayers. And may we console your sacred heart, Lord, for all the sins that are transgressed to you against you every day. Lord, help us surround ourselves with people who will strengthen our faith. Help us, Lord, to not practice idolatry of items, of objects, that you should be the center of our lives always, and that we should always focus on you and what you have planned for us. Let us never take our eyes off of you, Lord, and let us always remember that you have a say in our lives and that it matters what you think about our actions or what we're going to do. Lord, let us never lose sight of that. Let us never lose sight of the fact that you're the captain of this ship, which is our lives, and you will determine the course that it goes on. We ask this through your blessed Vir- blessed mother, the blessed Virgin Mary, mother of God, through all the angels and saints in heaven, and to your sacred heart we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son. Holy Spirit. Amen. As always, everyone, thank you for listening. Uh, There are, again, three ways to reach me. You can reach me here on the Anchor app. Leave me a voice message. I would love to hear from you. Uh, Email c.sobey2394 at yahoo.com or my new Facebook page, Catholic Reflections, what the Mass readings mean for us today. I will be posting the episodes. I am always going to be behind, unfortunately, just because of how often I do episodes. So, like I said, please don't hesitate to reach out to me on any three of those platforms. I'd love to to hear from you guys and to have a discussion on things. And as always, thank you guys for listening. I love each and every one of you, and they are always in my prayers that God may continue to bless you and bless you abundantly. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to Catholic Reflections. Good night.